Welcome to Just Curious Media. This is Let's Talk Cobra Kai. I'm Jason Connell. And I'm Sal Rodriguez. All right, Sal, here we are with another fun and special episode. We're going to break down the classic survivor moment of truth music video. You know what's interesting is talking about the Karate Kid doesn't make me feel old, but talking about the rock group Survivor kind of makes me feel old. Because when you talk about the Karate Kid or Cobra Kai, you're talking about just one single universe. But when you talk about Survivor, I feel like you're talking about an entire decade. That's a good point. Because Survivor is best known for Eye of the Tiger, right? Yes. The classic song from Rocky Three, And that is really how I always looked at them. In fact, I had forgotten they had a song in The Karate Kid. And not just a song, but this song was in the trailer. This song had a music video. And it's also in the closing credits of the film. So, for all intents and purposes, this is the movie's quote-unquote theme song. Yeah, I think that if you're a fan or or a listener of our show, at least, I think you can deduce that from everything that we've thought about and talked about and looked at. This would be considered the theme song, unofficially. I mean, I don't know if we've ever been told, here is the Karate Kid theme song. Well, I would say it's a theme song, or at least it was intended to be the theme song. But sometimes, like in movies, they may say, hey, this actor's going to blow up here, and then someone else catches everyone's eye. And I would say the tie-in here would be, I would think that most people walk away loving, remembering, singing the You're the Best song from the movie, which is in the All Valley fight sequence. Not really Johnny and Daniel, but it's a big fighting montage and the Joe Esposito song is playing. And that's like, come on, that's the song. That that song embodies the Karate Kid for me and so many others. Well, that's why I'm sure that I speak for a lot of Karate Kid fans and Cobra Kai fans. And up until recently... I thought You're the Best Around was the theme song of the Karate Kid. So, us now talking about Moment of Truth being the theme song, I mean, this this is the fork in the road here. It is true. And the reason we're breaking it down is because we're looking for new material to talk about and stay in this space as Cobra Kai has blown up thanks to in large parts Netflix. And season three is a long way away. And as we try to line up interviews and do fun things, we've gone back to the well of our DVD, and it was one of the special features that caught my eye. And after last week's episode, where we explored No More Kings Sweep the Leg, the 2007 music video, I just thought, hey, let's explore this because I don't think I ever saw this music video until I watched it the other day. And then I had forgotten that this song was the song playing in the whole trailer. But obviously, it was something they were publicizing. And, you know, Survivor was a big band, thanks in large part to the Eye of the Tiger from Rocky Three. And I guess we could just give you a little backstory as well, because we've talked about this on our The Karate Kid special episode, where Sal and I go beat by beat, scene by scene through the entire film. Highly recommend it. We also did the sequel. I'm sure we'll do Karate Kid 3, the next Karate Kid, and probably the Jackie Chan remake. While we're at it, Jason, I would like to visit the animated series. There was a Karate Kid animated series. (laughs) That's right. And hey, since we're talking, we might as well check that out too. You know what? We might as well. The point being that we have read, and we talked about this before, but Stallone, Sylvester Stallone, really wanted 
Queens, Another One Bites the Dust to be the theme song for Rocky Three. Wow. And for whatever reason, Queen passed. So Stallone had Survivor do Eye the Tiger. He was going for that kind of Another One Bites the Dust feel. And listen, Eye the Tiger, come on, Sal. How good is it? Eye of the Tiger is iconic and fantastic. And I, I'm i embarrassed to say, just as a disclaimer, I only learned in the last few years that a lamb is a baby sheep, all right? I, 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 just, I just learned this. So, I, I maybe I'm not the brightest bulb in the back. Okay, so Survivor, uh, they started in Chicago in 1978. They had Dave Bickler as the lead singer from 1978 to 1983. He sang Eye of the Tiger. And then from 1984 to 1988, they had Jimmy Jameson, and he sang The Moment of Truth. Now, to the casual listener, you'll just hear songs by Survivor. And let me tell you something. Dave and Jimmy have a similar sound. Bands do this, though. Van Halen went from David Lee Roth to Sammy Hagar. Although they sounded different, but they were both making great albums. So perhaps it was, hey, the Karate Kid, we're going to get Survivor in here. They're still hot, you know, two years later. But- you're the best is just like the superior song for the movie, in my opinion. And I think it just worked in that sequence. And it's the one that I always would say, oh, that's the song from Karate Kid. Now, after Stallone passed on it, it was then slated to be in another classic 80s film. Do you know what that one was? Yeah, that would be Flashdance. Uh, and that's where the uh, female welder is going to fight the Russian. That's right. And instead, they went with Maniac, which a great choice as well. So, here's Joe Esposito just pushed down the road. Two classic movies didn't make it into until The Karate Kid. So, it got its due. I think it still works today, as we've talked about. But yet, they promoted Survivor because Survivor was this hot property at the time. And I just want to point out that Bill Conti who composed incredible music for The Karate Kid, as well as its subsequent sequels, wrote both Moment of Truth and You Are the Best. Wow. How about that? Well, so it makes me wonder, did The Karate Kid camp set up Survivor with Bill Conti? Did they have some sort of relationship before that? I I wonder what the background is regarding Bill Conti and Survivor and how they got connected with The Karate Kid universe. Things we'll have to find out in our subsequent episodes. I think what happens is that the music industry will sort of have a stable of songs, then they'll kind of shop them around to try to get them into a movie. And what happens is, as you look at different movies, you're going to see that songs were going to be in this movie, then instead they're in that movie. In this instance, we have a lot of tie-ins with The Karate Kid and Rocky. If you look at other movie franchises, you're going to probably see some cross-pollination, if you will. Yeah, that's a good point. In the 80s, there seemed to be an embarrassment of riches with these Great songs, you know? I mean, how many songs was Kenny Loggins shopping around that popped up in every great 80s movie? Yeah. It's just, yeah, it was a different time, but that may still go on for all I know. Well, an interesting bit of trivia, speaking of Survivor and Dave Bickler, the singer of Eye of the Tiger, later on, he got into commercial jingles. Some of us may be familiar with Bud Light Real man of genius. That is none other than Dave Bickler from Survivor. How about that? All right. So before we get into the beat by beat breakdown of this music video, this classic 80s music video, which is like three and a half minutes long, I want to point something out. A mistake that I had made that dates back to our 
initial episode on the Karate Kid. What? Um, and I've, I'm sure it's come up over other episodes in our timeline of doing Let's Talk Cobra Kai. And you even mentioned it last week and corrected me, but I was so steadfast in my belief that I was like, no, 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 no. Surely it's not. It's This is what it is. And that is this. And the Karate Kid, Daniel LaRusso and his mother moved to an apartment complex in Reseda named what, Sal? The South Seas. This is correct. This is where Mr. Miyagi worked, as we know, and he could have owned it, which could have funded his amazing Miyagi home and the collection of classic cars. But I've actually been there, visited, went up, looked through the fence where Daniel kicked in the door, knocked over Freddy, but the door's different now. You can see through it, not a wooden door like it was in the movie. But the font is really funky and kind of cool. And I quickly dismissed it and just saw it in my mind as seven C's. I was thinking about this because after we wrapped last week and you sent me the photo and I saw it clearly now, it said South Seas. I was like, oh my gosh, where did I get that from? It could have been from the Eurythmics song, Sweet Dreams Are Made of This, where they, go ahead, you're a karaoke -er. <laughs> I travel the world and the seven seas. Everybody's looking for something. Yeah, some of them are looking for the South Seas. But uh, anyway, it is South Seas in Reseda on, what is it, Satakoy? Satakoy off Tampa, I think. Right. So, look, Jason, I want to I let you off the hook. They both have five letters. You had me convinced for a long time. The, the, the font is similar. I had to rub my eyes and look again to really see, that's right, it is. And the only way I learned recently is because I watched a YouTube video, a fan-made YouTube video where he referenced the South Seas, and I did a double take and said, what? And yeah, it is the South Seas. And one thing I have to mention is something called the Mandela Effect. You can Google it. The Mandela Effect is where you kind of create a false memory. And they got it right. from a lot of people believing that at one point in time, Nelson Mandela was dead, but he wasn't dead. But they thought he was dead. So, it's about right. creating false memories. We created the seven Cs. So, I'm going to definitely let you and I off the hook on this one. Well, I appreciate that. Thanks for letting me off the hook. Moving forward, I will call it the South Seas, although I think seven Cs has a really nice ring to it. So, there you have it. And now, on to the video. We open with a keyboardist in a Japanese garden with an 80s strobing effect. This is such a dichotomy. You have a rock band in a Japanese Zen garden, two things you would never put together or imagine being together. And yet here we are in this video. I do enjoy, that is the word, I, the only word I would know to describe it is the dichotomy. Things that don't really belong, yet you mash them together and then you have this interesting outcome. And that was the 80s in so many ways. So then we cut to Daniel at the South Seas and he's meeting <laughs> Mr. Miyagi for the first time. And Sal, what's he doing? This is Mr. Miyagi doing the classic catch a fly with chopsticks, which we will see again later on, uh, attempted by Daniel. Yes. And so, this music video, which we saw a lot of music videos when they were made for a movie, is their intercut with scenes from the movie, of course. And I like the way they've done this. It's a very fast paced, little bitty montages. So, then we're cutting back and forth between a guitarist with 80s hair, and then Daniel Miyagi, and then now we're the lead singer who seems quite focused as he stares off screen. That is Jimmy Jameson. 
he kind of has a sort of a staring off into the distance delivery. And yes, this is a different singer than who sang Eye of the Tiger. This is not Dave Bickler. This is Jimmy Jamison there looking pretty cool. This video especially reminded me of something Journey would do, especially the era. You look at what music videos were doing at the time. The guys almost didn't really know what to do in a video because videos were so new. So they just played their music, rocked out, and, and, and did a lot of cool walking. Well, they didn't walk in this one. You're right. Eye of the Tiger, they did the walking. They didn't walk in this one. They just all stayed in the garden the whole time, I believe. Stay in the garden. So next we see Daniel meets Allie at the beach, which is quickly foiled by Daniel meets Johnny. So again, fast beats of the movie, just broad strokes. And But now things start to get artistic as we have the lead singer in the foreground, Sal, with the guitarist on a rock and the bassist on the bridge in this meticulous garden of which Mr. Miyagi would be proud. And so you're right, just seeing this band and the, the positioning and, you know, it's hilarious. They're like, let's just do this. Let's, let's have you over here. It's just hilarious the way they've staged this. I just, I get a kick out of it. Now, this wasn't Miyagi's actual backyard, was it? No, I don't believe so. In fact, I tried to find out where this was and uh, no luck yet. Could have been the Japanese Zen Garden in Van Nuys. If anyone out there knows, worked on it, saw them doing this, please let Sal and I know because it could easily have been there, Sal. I, I don't know. So now we see Daniel spotting a karate dojo, which is across the street from his mother's restaurant, the Orient Express. We all know the scene. That scene took place on Wilshire Boulevard and South Cloverdale Avenue in Los Angeles. And of course, Sal, I used to live on 4th and Cloverdale. And when I revisited the Karate Kid like 10 years ago, I just put it on and wanted to see how it held up. I saw that scene and it said Cloverdale and I could spot Wilshire. And I literally paused the movie and went down the street four blocks with my dog at the time, Brody, and just peeked in because, you know, I just wanted to see what the exterior of Cobra Kai looked like. I didn't know at that point in time that the interior was not there. It was just that exterior shot because the interior was where, Sal? The interior of the Cobra Kai Dojo was on Lancashire in North Hollywood. So when you're inside the Cobra Kai Dojo looking outward, you're looking at Lancashire. But in this scene, when you're outside looking in, you're on Wilshire. That's exactly right. 5223 Lancashire, to be exact. And both of those buildings are still there. They're just no longer dojos. So, Sal, as we come back in, the lead singer is now on the bridge. So, this is one of those videos where, like, we need you. You're the lead. We're going to put you in, like, 10 places, and we're going to sprinkle on the other guys in this garden. And then, you know, we'll intercut it with uh, Karate Kid Clip. So, I'm just, I'm loving the production, probably done in a couple of hours. <laughs> And so, yeah, he's almost like singing a ballad. Now we see the drummer who's almost appears to be air drumming, followed by a guitarist who's playing with a serene waterfall behind him. And then back to the opening shot of the singer, the looking off in a distance. And now it's the Daniel training section. The next shot, I also love how we're in the midst of Mr. Miyagi doing the crane kick, like he's practicing on the on the beach there. Oh, yeah. And then there's this amazing superimposed effect of a close-up of the guitar we just saw being played, which is just hilarious to me. And then that's outdone by a dolly shot, and you have the lead singer. Now he superimposed Mr. Miyagi in his catcher's mask on the screen as he's teaching Daniel to punch. I mean, they spent all the money on this shot. This was their money shot, Sal. That was an interesting choice because I think unless you're familiar with the Karate Kid, you're thinking, why is this guy wearing an umpire's mask, right? And a, and a catcher's bib. That's true. That's true. 
you know, did Miyagi play baseball? Or did he just go pick that up and said, hey, I'll get this at a garage sale or at a sporting goods store because it'll be good to train with Daniel. Look, if they ever go back into the youth of Miyagi, maybe we're going to see that he played yeah. baseball when he was young. Wouldn't that be interesting? That's where that equipment is from. That equipment is a remnant of yesteryear. He used to use that equipment when he was an actual catcher in Japan on the baseball team. Fantastic. Fantastic. His incredible cat-like reflexes and hand-eye coordination, he probably was a fantastic catcher. And, you know, baseball's really big in Japan, so who knows? Maybe Mr. Miyagi was a fan of the game. So now we're back to the lead singer staring off in the distance, that initial shot, but it's in the opposite direction this time, which I noticed right away. I was like, that's interesting. He's looking the other direction. But that revealed that he's missing a tooth. What? Which I thought was pretty interesting. Yeah. And it gives him like this hockey player kind of, you know, look and feel. Which, Sal, this is so either ironic or serendipitous or both. But the very next scene in the video is they cut to a scene from the movie, which they're at golf and stuff. And it's a classic USA-Russia hockey game. I mean, literally from him to Daniel scoring with USA against Ali, who I guess was Russia, and putting it in the net. So I just thought, well, that's hilarious. And just a quick note, I know we talked about this on the Karate Kid episode, but that game, Sal, one of my all-time favorite arcade games. Was that a, a quarter game or a 50-cent game? I want to say it's a quarter game, but it came along a little bit later and it was a great game and it lasted a long time. So it very well could have been two quarters, kind of like air hockey. I mean, it's a game that could last several minutes. Okay. Because those games, the 50 cent games, aside from air hockey, to me, that was a whole nother thing. But video games that charge the two quarters, I stayed away from those. I was a cheapskate. I I stuck to the quarter games. By the way, Jason, speaking of, you mentioned USA, Russia and hockey, if Jimmy Jameson's voice sounds familiar, it's because once he took over as lead singer of Survivor, of course, sang our song today, The Moment of Truth, but sang Burning Heart from Rocky IV. Nice. So now it's back to the lead singer shot, but he's staring at the camera, Sal. This is it. This is when things start to kind of pick up. And he belts out the chorus as Daniel faces the Cobra Kai skeletons as he flees from the Halloween dance. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to sing it, but here's just a snippet of the chorus. It's the moment of truth. It's all on the line. This is the place. This is the time. Mm. Waited forever. It's now or it's never. Nothing can stop you now. Wow. You know, that's so motivational. When when you listen to a lot of these Survivor songs, probably a lot of other 80s rock songs, they're very motivational. Like they make you want to- Get up and achieve. Is there any music where they're like, you know what? I want to kick some butt today after listening to this song. Do they, do they have that? Is there any motivational I rock? rock. Yeah, I yeah. Know. There's no motivational <laughs> rock today, I don't think. I know. And Bill Conti, I mean, the lyrics are great. And, you know, here he is. He's living and breathing this Karate Kid universe, having been the composer. And his music is incredible in the film. So, great lyrics. Right on the nose. This wasn't a song being shopped around. This was a song made for, created for this movie, and it works really well. Talk about lyrics. Talk about motivational lyrics. Inspiring is definitely the word. 
they inspire. They make me want to. They make me want to go for it. Whatever that is, I want to go for it. Yes, I grew up a product of MTV. I remember the day it dropped, and I would consume with videos, and they could be super cheesy, and then they evolved into telling more stories, and those were great too. But this is early on in that phase. I still get a kick out of it, and we're almost done. Believe it or not, moving right along. Do you know that fight sequence when they're at the? I guess they're at the chain link fence and Mr. Miyagi's jumping over to save the day, if you will. Yeah. Did you know, Sal, what it says on the sign? There's this big sign there. And I think Johnny even does like a, a kick and hits the sign. It breaks in half. And it says, help, exclamation point, stop vandalism and theft. Protect school grounds, Los Angeles city schools. Interesting. Is your theory that the South Seas and his high school share the same fence? My theory is this sign says that. Yes. To make sense of that scene, because how could he have outrun them that yeah. long and all of them would have been, went, he's not going to run for a mile and a half and they're all sure. chasing him. They don't have their motorcycles. I think they struggle with that and that's how they made sense of it. So, that, there you yeah. have it. I like it. I, Take I, it or leave it. I like it a lot. And you know what? I've never heard that in any of the uh, fan message boards or any of the YouTube videos. I like that a lot. I think that they put those two things together. It does make sense as far as the timeline, when he runs, when he's caught. Makes total sense. I like it. It's funny how watching a music video made me recognize the sign. Missed it when we did the Karate Kid episode, but we had a million other things to talk about. So, now as we see the hazy Mr. Miyagi from Daniel's POV on the ground after Miyagi had bested the Cobra Kai's. The song sounds like it's over, Sal. It's like perfect ending of the song. Miyagi's doing, you know, kind of that stance, looking around for any other people coming out of any of their attackers. And But Sal, it's not over. No. It's like the song kind of just resets and they have another chorus in them. And I love it because just when you thought it was over, Survivor is back. And now the lead singer is standing up and he is fired up, Sal. And it goes into this hyper fast montage of wax on, wax off, paint the fence, mm -hmm. caught us on the boat. Mm -hmm. And when he's doing the cut on the boat, it's superimposed a lead singer. So, another one of our high-end effects here, the lead singer and <laughs> Daniel on the boat doing his thing. And then, crane kick practice, all leading up to the All Valley. And Sal, we've got quick shots of the tournament. And then, we see the classic Daniel crane kick setup. Mm-hmm as the credits come back on. Because as you remember, music videos, credits in the beginning, credits at the end. I love that the music videos did that. But the credits, when they came up, there was always a little bit longer. And so now you see the drummer for a quick, rapid drum riff. Then we go into these tight shots, Sal, from the movie of the main characters. And even a close shot of Daniel still in the crank kick. So you see, you know, all these tighter shots back to the lead singer in the foreground. This time he's got the keyboardist on a grassy knoll behind him. Really amazing stuff, guys. And Sal, this all leads to what? The iconic image of Daniel on the beach doing the crane kick, practicing the crane kick on the beach, which he learned from Mr. Miyagi. Mr. Miyagi did it earlier. Now Daniel's doing it. But it ends with him doing it, and that's what I love, is that it doesn't give the movie away. It doesn't show the ending of the movie in this video, and I really appreciate that. Well, they also did it very Karate Kid style in the fact that they, as he does the crank kick, 
in the practice. They freeze frame on the leg up and they don't zoom in like the Karate Kid, but they do a freeze frame, song fades out, and then we fade to black. So no, they didn't show us kicking Johnny in the face, but they did show you, hey, wait a second, I just saw that crank kick on practice. And they essentially showed you the end by not showing you the end. And I like that. We didn't have to see Johnny lose in order to know that Daniel wins, if that makes sense. We didn't have to see that that kick. We do not see the crane kick in this video, and I like that. I totally agree with you. And so after I saw this, I put on the original trailer as well, which is also a special feature on the DVD. And of course, as we said earlier, this song is the music in the trailer. No other music. It's it's really this, it might even be the whole song. But the trailer ends with crane kick going to motion johnny gets closer we cut out so we show a little bit more of it in the trailer at the very end well i i don't want to end on a on a down note jason but uh we lost jimmy jameson in 2014 jimmy jameson died in 2014 in memphis tennessee so uh, i'm happy to have experienced his music happy to have experienced his vocals uh he is no longer with us rest in peace and he was great in the video. I mean, as cheesy as it was, it's it's cheesy in a good way. We love the 80s. We love the videos. And I did not know that. So thanks for pointing that out. Did we lose any other band members from Survivor? Any other survivors? I, <laughs> ironic. Uh, well, Dave Bickler went back with Survivor later on. So I believe it was after the demise of Jimmy Jameson. Then we have Dave Bickler come back and Dave Bickler did some touring then with Survivor much later. So, Dave Bickler was there, then was gone, then came back. Thanks for pointing that out. Um, I'll just say this. I put on the movie earlier and just kind of ran through all the scenes listening for the music and couldn't spot this song anywhere until the closing credits. And it's a great fitting way to end this movie. You'll never hear it the same. And just think, people were leaving the theaters with Survivor Moment of Truth playing. Yeah. What a great way for the Karate Kid to end and let the franchise begin. And then what, two weeks later, they're shooting part two. Yeah. Weintraub's got him in production of Karate Kid part two. Yeah. Fantastic. I love all the way these roads crisscross, all these artists they do. interlink. I really do like it a lot. Yeah. So, hey, that's it. We did a deep dive on a classic music video on a classic band, gave you some great trivia, some references to how this song came to be, who wrote it, the other songs in the film. And so I had a pretty good time. Yeah, I, I had a real good time. I, you know, I'm really am enjoying the nostalgia that we're delving into. And I just, I just want to be clear yeah. for the record. I'm not really from the 80s. I consider myself more of a late 80s and early 90s as far as my, the main bulk of my childhood, I think. Well, I like the 80s and the 90s, so I'm claiming them both. Well, hey, that's all we got on this episode. We greatly appreciated the emails or direct messages we've gotten from various fans, some really uh, great reviews and just people asking us questions or pointing things out. So please keep that coming. We love it. And we just want to encourage you to please listen, subscribe, rate, and review the show. It helps us out immensely. And is that anything you want to add? Yeah, I just want to encourage all of our listeners to get in touch with us. Drop us a line. Hey, if you got an idea about a special episode, let us know. If there's something you want us to cover, 
please let us know and we may consider covering it for a future episode. Well, again, thank you so much and uh, we'll see you next time. No mercy.